Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic Zuby. My name is Zuby and today we have got an awesome episode for you all. I brought on none other than Magic the Gathering Arena streamer, Lady Lavinius, and we talked about everything with streaming, content creation, what it's like to get into streaming, as well as a little bit about Star Trek because she is a pretty big Star Trek fan. But before we get into that, let me get a little ad out of the way here. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by legit mtg that ugh, that's legit mtg and because i know how to talk you know and speak because i've been doing this for just so long now uh legitmtg.com legitmtg is the place to buy singles and sealed product and any order over two dollars or more has free shipping at legitmtg.com that's legitmtg.com so without further ado here is lady lavidius okay should be good and Hey everybody, Zuby here, and I am with Lady Lavinius, who was just recently a featured streamer on Wizards of the Coast official Magic the Gathering uh, Twitch channel uh, for the, what was it, the Ravnica Plaincation <laughs> video? Or not the video, the event, the streamer, yeah. the... Um, the Ravnica Plaincation event. The, the, guild, the guild battle event, yeah, for the for the for all the new basic lands they're doing. Um, so... I, How's it going? How's it going? I'm glad you could join me and all that. Absolutely. You know, as I haven't been on a podcast before, so I was really excited to, you know, try this out and uh, have some fun. Well, awesome. Well, I'm glad I could be the first uh, magic podcast out there to do this. It's, it's. Um, I've been doing the podcast for over three years now, and it's um, it's always fun getting to meet a whole lot of new people. Um, especially with Magic Arena out now, it's been um, the explosion of content creators is insane to me. I mean, I've been saying to myself every year there's more and more new people, but especially since when Magic Arena went into open beta last year. It's been insanity now. It's I can't keep up with who's who anymore <laughs> at this point. So um, so how long... I know you say on your Twitter uh, you've been playing... Or no, no, on your uh, Twitch channel, you've been saying you've been playing about Magic since 2011. But right. when did you start going into streaming? Streaming? So I've actually only been a streamer for eight months. Oh, okay. <laughs> I started last November. Um... I did a little bit in October, but like was just trying to basically testing things out. Um, Arena, I I actually had a closed beta key, but I didn't use it. I don't know. Think I was very <laughs> busy with my work, job, and you know everything else with that, so um, I didn't use it. And then it went open beta, and I was like, oh, I'll try this. Um, and actually, my friend Adam from Loading Ready Run was uh, talking to me about how he was getting to streaming. He had recently just became a partner and like was getting much bigger. And he was just like, no, you should just do it. Just like, just, just do it. And I was like very stressed about everything, but I just gave it a go. And so I've, I've only been streaming recently. Awesome. Well, that's really awesome. One thing I always like asking streamers, and this is maybe just my thing, because I've tried getting into streaming for a long time, but I find myself getting bored very easily. Even when I have, um, you know, even five to ten people in chat or anything like that, I find myself not able to sit still, essentially, for that long. So how do you find yourself combating that? Especially maybe, did you have any of those problems in the um, beginning? So in the beginning, I did have, like, you know, a small amount, but I have built a lot of, you know, I've been playing for quite a while, and I guess as a female Magic player, it is also a little bit easier for me to make friends. I'm also a very assertive woman. I, like, go in and, like, talk to people, and I'm, like, very friendly and things, so I've gathered a, you know, quite large uh, Magic the Gathering community before I even started streaming. Like, I have a lot of judge friends. I have a lot of awesome. people all over you know, the, the world basically. Um, so when I said I was streaming, I was just like, I posted it to like my Facebook and Twitter and these things. And like, so um, they all came at least to say hello and to encourage me. So I didn't, like I, I had a low numbers at start, but it like kind of started to gather very quickly. Um, I got affiliate in like less than a month. Oh, nice. So uh, it was just, you know, a good amount of people I think you know it's a snowball effect definitely for yeah. Twitch um, and thankfully because of my friends and just wanting and I have a lot of you know nerdy friends who enjoy the same thing so they just want to, to see my content and uh, so I I was never I guess lonely 
um, there's always at least someone to talk to. Now it's like super easy. Now chat just continues to go and I just have to like pick out things and talk to them. Um, it was hard, very hard in the beginning getting the idea of just talking to myself and just yeah. in general because chat wasn't going as fast. Um, as for sitting in one spot, I'm totally fine with that. I am a very lazy individual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't exercise that much, so I was totally fine just playing and enjoying my games like I normally do. That wasn't an issue for me. Okay, so yeah, that's always been one of my issues. Is I mean, I can sit down for a long periods of time, but and maybe it's just my age. I mean, I don't feel I'm that old, but. I'm just get, having a hard time just sitting down playing a game for more than an hour lately. But, um, yeah, it's, it's... It's based on the game. You have to really like the games. Like, I just started Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses last Friday, and I'm already about 30 hours into that game. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, I guess I can't say much because the Mario Maker game came out uh, back in June, and I've been probably 50 hours into that. And But, yeah, but... Uh, you gotta love something. You know? Yeah, you gotta- it, well, a lot of the thing with the Switch is just how portable it is because I travel too, so it makes it easy for plane rides and stuff as well. But um, so you've been playing Magic since 2011. Uh, were you really competitive at all, or <laughs> no. no? No, I um. So what happened was I started. I opened my very first pack in 2011. Um, I got a job working at a place called Play and Trade, it's like a better game stop. Oh, I remember those. Um, yeah, it has like a <laughs> retro games and like new consoles and stuff like that, but it also had my store had magic cards and things. Um, and I opened my first pack was New Frexia, and I got Karn Liberated in it. Oh, snap. Very first pack. So I was like super excited. I didn't really <laughs> understand it, but my coworker was like freaking out. Uh, and um, so I started like playing, and I didn't really get super into it and still my um avicen restored pre-release that i went to i went to a midnight pre-release was up till literally six in the morning and but i was i like bought a play mat bought all the dice and everything like i started to gather my collection and really get into the game during that pre-release just getting to know those people that were devoted i drove an hour just to go to that pre-release so oh wow people were really really nice accommodating and it was really good experience so definitely uh like showed my I go to every pre-release now um but you I would still do the midnight ones no I do not <laughs> <laughs> I've grown old out of that um I do I do normally the the nude ones the, on the Saturday although yeah. wizards have just changed it so it's earlier on Friday so I don't I don't know they're not doing for uh, midnight pre-releases mostly anymore thank god it's you know, when I was just like you, when I was younger, I used to do them too. And then now it's just the last midnight pre-release I did, I think, was Shadows Over in Estrad. And I lasted until the end of round one. And I even won the game. And I'm, I told the person I was up against, I'm like, you take the win. I got to go home. <laughs> I can't I can't stay awake anymore. Yeah, those you get home at like four or five in the morning. Yeah, I'm done with those. So what 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 formats do you mainly play then, like on paper? On paper, I'm mostly an EDH player. EDH, um, nice. Yep, I have five de- different decks currently. Um, looking towards the sixth one, um, but I'm still a little iffy on it, and I'm still deciding what commander I want. I have like multiple choices, but um, typically I enjoy a group setting. I was really, really happy with Battle Bond, where you get a partner. I was yeah, really that was a good one. Where there's pods of people, um, I tend to do much better with the politicking type things. Um, with magic that I do with just like versus. Awesome, awesome. What commanders do you have currently? Currently, um, I have Edgar Markov, mm-hmm. um, Riz the Redeemed, Nice, Arcades the Strategist, Okay, um, Obsidat Ghost Council. Which, which one is it? Is that the Obsidat is the is um, that the one that bounces back and forth? Or... It goes into exile and yeah. comes back. Okay, okay. For two. Yeah. Yeah. Just super fun. I love specifically that one. It has a weird re- um, reaction because I have, I have a card. I don't remember the name, but you can equip it to the creature. And if it does combat damage, you double the life that you have. Okay. Um, and I don't remember it, but because Obzet comes in, he has haste. 
when he comes in, um, I can board wipe and then bring him back. Um, like board wipe on my opponent's end step. Yeah. Bring him back, equip it at like, and then just swing and like it's it's a, it's a really gross combo. And I that really sounds like disgusting. Lastly, <laughs> <laughs> I have Kalia, which is probably the strongest commander I have, but it's definitely a one v one commander, which is not as often that people want to play. Yeah. I get hated off the board whenever I just bring in Kalia. Nice, nice. It's I I like I did have Edgar Markov for a while, but I felt he was too one dimensional pretty much or, or at least the way I built him cuz I just built him too aggroy and oh, I got okay. bored and yeah, but, I mean that's fair. There's a lot of new tools with M20 um that are really vampire. Oh yeah, so for sure. Those um there's there's some unique things that you can do with him. Yeah, it's I was looking at the M20 cards and I finally bought a single of Kaiker or Kaikar, the Jeskai one. Yeah, the, and the yeah, it's yeah, and I want to um try to build a deck around him, try to make it more because I have a Niv Mizzet Perun deck right now where okay. you just it's more of a spell slinging storm type deck where you just cast a bunch of cantrips and try to win by drawing cards. So, <laughs> but um, no, I, I like that you have Rise or Riz or Rise or however you say it, Riz yeah. the Redeemed. He's um he's one of my favorite. Oh. He's probably my favorite token deck. It is, Commander. It is by far, I was like, okay, I I play him less tokeny, more enchanting. Oh, okay, nice. Really enjoy it. Um, actually, if you go on my stream, there's a tapped out on my in the description that you can see all the decks. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I, I remember seeing well, that. If you ever wanted to check it out? No, I'll um, have to check that out. Definitely one of my favorites. I love just being able to duplicate and duplicate and duplicate and throw out. A billion pegasi and just be <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, EDH is definitely probably the only paper format I play now. Um, I was really into modern legacy and standard, but then it just got to be too much for me. We're just keeping up with it is just too much. Oh yes, it's expensive for all three. Oh oh yeah, Come for on, sure. A little less, but still. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's um arena just really fits that niche for me where i don't feel the need to have to go to fnms every week and get that standard fix for me anymore um but i mean the only things i really do miss that i miss from paper is mainly probably limited and pre-release is the only time i really get that now mm-hmm. it's um i'm not too big of a fan on magic arenas limited how, how do you feel about magic arenas limited the draft and sealed so I'm, I've been really, really enjoying the draft. Like, I, I'm not a draft person. I wasn't, at least until I started playing Arena. And through it, I've gotten so much better at draft. It's ridiculous. Even when um, playing in paper? Even when playing in paper. When Interesting. Um, I know the bots are super easy on Arena sometimes. They make really bad choices. But it still gives you the feel and the idea. Um, and you you know, kind of learning how to handle the cards, when to deviate. Um, paying attention to you know what's the possibilities of things that perhaps you can take um, you know before I was just like pick two colors and go into <laughs> all of them until I yeah. was finished um, but now I've gotten much better at it um, sealed I'm not as happy about I guess I feel like it's my favorite thing about in person sealed is that you open each pack and like people around you in each table are also opening each pack and then you're gonna like, you know, divvy up the cards by color and you can see them and you can see the reactions as you're doing it. You can like feel the paper um, and put when you put in the piles and then see everyone else's reaction when my opponent, you know, you know some guy behind me screams, I draw I got two to fairies, I'm like I hope I never burst you. Um, <laughs> but, like, there's something that you just can't get in Sealed. In Sealed, it opens all six at once, and then you kind of just sort it, but you, it's kind of boring. I, I like yeah. to interact with my opponent. Um, I'm a very social person as well. So, like, when I go to my local pre-release, I like to talk, you know, about things. I like to joke, and, you know, in an arena, you can't, really make mistakes you can't miss triggers you can't do things like that and doing 
the in-person paper sealed, I think that's a big part of it, is that you're learning the cards with other people. You're bound to make your mistakes. You're going to figure it out. You're going to misread the cards. Um, I can't even tell you how many times I missed the seasons of, I can't remember the card. It's, it's green card and M20. It's a seasons card and the scry effect that you get from it. I, I missed it like so many times. During oh, my oh, I know which one you're talking about. I, I missed the trigger so many times and I was just like, I gotta pay it some more attention. But it's, it's just something that you be interacting with your opponent that you just don't get in field arena. And that's, I think that's the big thing. Yeah, I can definitely see that. It's um, and I think, like, like I said, even though Magic Arena is sort of replacing the F and M for me, it's it still doesn't replace that paper feel because I'm just like you. It's to me, Magic is always a very social. It's a very social game for me, and that's why probably I've only really stuck to EDH now for the most part. And I only really play with my friends now. I don't even really play with randoms anymore unless I'm at a Magic Fest or something, but it's yeah and i get maybe that's why i've been gravitating towards D more lately too because it's not so competitive but it's a very social thing as well too um but so you've been streaming for about eight months now and you've seen like that you've seen quite a bit of success here um what has it i mean what's that sort of been like for you has it been sort of weird is it Oh yeah, it's it's definitely weird, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't expect my growth to be as quick as it has. Um, I just hit like 1,600 followers like last week. I had gone literally in eight days. I went between celebrating my 1K to getting 600 more people, and I was just like, I, I literally can't deal with this. I can't appreciate each and every person like. Normally when someone comes in and like follows and I say thank you, I like talk to that person specifically. Um, and I can't do that when there's just like boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Um, so it's been a little overwhelming. It's been really like amazing that Wizards has been noticing me this much. I have some really, really fun things coming that I literally can't talk about. Uh, <laughs> but it's awesome. Um, uh, like I didn't I didn't expect anywhere near this month. Uh, I Last November, I was like, okay, I have this, this goal. I want to get affiliate. And I was like, I hit the goal. And then that in January, it was like, okay, I would love to be in the um, early access event for streamers. And I hit that literally the next one in March, I think. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to um, be the featured, like the, the featured content creator. And yeah. I literally hit that one. And then I, I've been like making these goals for myself and I'm just hitting them way faster than I'm anticipating. So I'm kind of just like scrounging out and trying to find new goals for myself. To... Are you partnered yet? I am not. So that's, that's my, I'm, that's my next one. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I hit that. <laughs> I guess more sponsorship. I don't like, I don't know. Like there's, I'm, I'm, flustered and extremely appreciative of each and every person that has helped me to reach the goal that I am at or the, the current state that I'm in. No, that's awesome. So what other, um, I, I guess when it comes to content creation, are you just really focusing on the streaming right now? Yes. So right now I'm just focusing on like getting the habit of streaming. I've done little things to like help it like the green screen um, I've done like, you know, getting better lighting, um, just things to encourage that. And then I, you know, I'm thinking of like doing potentially YouTube videos on the side or doing other things, or like I'm working on new emotes. Like I'm always just working on something to make the stream better into like the next steps. Okay. What are some things that you have learned about content creation that maybe you didn't really realize that, you know, was gonna be a part of it when you first started like what are some um there's so much like the thing is i was thinking i'm gonna do this all by myself like i'm gonna i'm working on this and i've spent so many hours and then you know it, it drains you because there's a lot of time that you put towards this besides you know you're doing your stream there's still hours of editing still hours of um, social media, like networking and hours of like doing a bunch of things. The number one thing that helped me was actually getting a whole group of mods together and actually like someone to handle the things and like I can deviate little roles to people to help me. 
So like I have someone who's um, is in contact with like an artist to help me get badges. I have someone that's gonna run in-house tournaments. I have someone that's going to watch the stream during this time and, and then someone else that's doing this time. Like there's just a lot of different things where I don't have to do it all by myself. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of content creators think that, you know, this is all on you. You have to put all of this effort in, and you, you can give it to other people. Like people are very happy a lot of times just to, to be a part of it. And people are really nice in this community. Like, I think it's, I think it's a big part for as a content creator is to rely on others. Yeah, for sure. That's um, that's some really good advice because um, and then for even people out there listening and think, oh, I don't know anybody like that. I mean, ask your friends, family. I mean, people come out of the, the like seriously. There is going to be people, people just like watching your stream. If you notice someone that's like just there constantly, week after week, or just commenting or doing little things, you can always reach out to them, get to know them, see what they're doing. Why are they free during this time? Are they liking your content? And maybe, you know, if they want to be your mod, you know, that's a special role that they get. They get a little thing, they get that mini power in your stream and things like that. So like, just just reach out to people. Like, most people are just there to enjoy your show. And if they're liking you, then power to you. That's awesome. I, I like that. Um, I guess I never really thought of it, and maybe because I'm not really much of a streamer, but it's I, I like that idea of just reaching out to people for help because it's something that I've been, and maybe because I'm used to it for the past three years of just doing everything by myself. But it's also this has become it's become a pretty. I mean, I don't know. It's I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm complaining, but it's. It's definitely in podcasting is much different compared to streaming because it's I record once or twice a night and then upload, edit, and all that, and that's it. Plus all the marketing involved with it. It's uh, still, still yeah. very, you know, you have to again do little things all by yourself, and that's extra hours and hours and hours. So no worries yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. So one thing I also wanted to bring up and. I apologize to all my listeners here um, is also your uh, Twitter account says you're an obsessive Star Trek fan. Um, yeah. I need to talk about that. Uh, so what's your favorite Star Trek? <laughs> That's like the hardest question. Okay. So um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, let me start back from the beginning and then I'll answer your question. Okay. All right. Um, so I grew up watching the original series. Mm -hmm. um, my grandmother was a big fan. We actually even had an Enterprise and it like opened up to an entire collection of just like every episode. So every time I would come home from school, I would watch an hour of Star Trek. Beginning, middle, and end. Loved it. Um, so I was big into that. And then growing up, I kind of wanted to pull back from that and get those kind of memories. And I like learned how many other series there are. So I started I binge watching series on on each one of them, and overall, I definitely have to say Next Generation. Although everyone else says the same thing, is my favorite. Uh, Data specifically won me over wholeheartedly in that series, um, and I think I've kind of gotten a theme because any like the Doctor, um, any any type of like, I guess. Um, robot or things trying to learn to be a human was super interesting to me so yeah. I like gravitated towards them um I liked it so much I actually have and I'm gonna my desk I have these little things hanging oh, out oh that's awesome and then this one so in case anyone's not watching the video uh she's holding up a oh, yes. board cube and a little was that the original enterprise it looks like yes, yeah so and, that's awesome uh, yeah, so those hang out on my desk to remind me of just like the things that I love. Um, I have um, a Tribble around here somewhere. <laughs> um, I'm a big, I'm, I've always been a big Star Trek fan. Um, and then I've, again, seen the whole series. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, Next Gen is definitely high up there for me. I just finished a rewatch of it again for the who knows how many times and then started Deep Space Nine again. Um, but I'd still have to say TOS is my favorite just because Kirk's bone, Bones and Spock are my three favorites. I love I, those three. I was always a big fan of Leonard Nimoy. He was my idol growing up. 
um, I remember when he passed away in college, I literally found the news while I was in a class and I had to excuse myself because I was crying in the middle of the class and people were staring at me because yeah. he was that much of an influencer to me. Yeah, that was that was definitely tough. Yeah, yeah well, that's crazy. Um, what 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 are your thoughts on Discovery so far? Oh boy, <laughs> well, I've, I've talked a little bit about this on my stream. Um, so I have I and I haven't fully caught up with it. Um, I've been very busy doing other things, um, and I've just put it off right now. Mm -hmm. um, I watched the first. Ten, the first ten episodes were by far the hardest to get through. I was, I was, I was having some issues with them. I was, no, that's a minor statement. I was having a lot of issues with them. Uh oh. <laughs> I was so angry and is so upset about it. I was not a fan, but that's, I mean, to be fair, the first season or two of Star Trek are always not the best uh, the first for the most part yeah for the most part for the first two seasons of deep space nine i was having a lot of issues with too like i was literally about to just turn this off i can't watch it i can't do it and then it got way better um after about episode i think it's like 13 get, just get to that whoever's watching get to episode 13 and then it just gets way better and i haven't seen it again fully but i've liked it since then and like I, i've been more accepting of it so you, did you finish season two? No, I haven't. So let's spoil it. Okay. Have, have you started season two at all? I have, yes. Okay. I'm like a few episodes in. Okay. Yeah, I I got to a point in season two where I got to the fifth or sixth episode. I just couldn't do it anymore. It was... I, I was having a lot of issues. There was one point in the first season, um, and, and I mean, there's no spoilers here, but... Uh, one of the characters says, "We're not an exploratory vessel. We are a battleship." And I was, I was, I was like, "I'm done. I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. This is not my start. Ooh, sorry. Oh no, it's all blurry. All blurry. Thank you. There, there it goes. Okay. Um, I was like, "This is not my Star Trek. This is some Star Wars like, like shooting kind of like more more action based than I than I wanted my Star Trek." <laughs> Yeah, it was more Battlestar Galactica than yeah, Star exactly. Trek. Yeah, that's that's better. Yeah, and it's I. Yeah, I I liked season one of Discovery. I gave it a lot of benefit of the doubt. Like I gave it a lot of chances per se, because I'm because I was I was under the impression that oh season two will get better, right? Mm -hmm. No, no. Oh, don't tell me that. That makes no. me so sad. Um. I, I mean, I really, I really tried, like, um, I was like, all I want are my, like, it, going to some planet, bringing back some disease, I want my hologram issues episode, I want, like, there's a whole yeah. bunch of the traditional ones, I was like, those are all I want, just, just go to those, they could yeah. be the same exact I'll be happy, please. I like the I I love those episodes. The episodes that really make you question humanity and make you question yeah. yourself. Correct. You know, the that, ones that make you think about different. They have different like scenarios and things. And which is brings me to my question for you, which has brought this back around. Now it's now I'm questioning you. Uh oh. Um, what did you think about the Orville? Did you uh, watch it at all? Oh, I, my wife and I love that show so oh, okay. much. Oh my god. <laughs> so. Freaking for me, the Orville was like way closer to real Star Trek than than Enterprise and Discovery has been. Like, oh the last, yeah, like the last ten years of Star Trek, like of the official ones, the Orville is way closer to that that feeling of like Voyager or of Next Gen of like original oh, yeah. Star Trek. Like it's that's that's what I think. And you know, as as jokey as it is, if you haven't seen the Orville. You don't even have to be a Star Trek fan. Go check it out. It's just funny. It's relaxing, but you still get that, you know, thinking about different aspects of humanity, um, different scenarios, and they use like future and aliens and stuff to to talk about real world problems that we have. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, um, I'm not a fan of Seth MacFarlane at all. Like, when it comes to Family Guy and all that, and all those other cartoon shows, I've just never liked them and and all that. So I was. Not that I was against the Orville out for a while. I was just like, nah, I'm not going to watch it. He he touched it. I don't care. And all that. And then I... He's there. He's the captain. <laughs> He's no, more but, than touched it. 
Well, well, no, no, no. I, I know that. But so when season two of Discovery came out, and I was just like, "Oh, this is crap. I just don't like it." And I was like, "Okay, let me give the Orville a shot." The first episode, eh, kind of okay. And then the episode that hooked me on was the I think it was the second or third. No, I think it was the third episode of season one with the Mocklin where um, Bordis has the child, and it turns out to be a girl. And just that whole social commentary on it was like, whoa, this is super deep and just brings up a whole lot of questions of, you know, one of my favorite questions it brought up was, you know, just because another species does something we don't like, you know, should we force ourselves in there? But then you find out more about, oh, there are actual females in that species. They're just changing them all. It's not what you originally thought and just got kept on getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm like thinking to myself discovery never made me think at all like that <laughs> that's, that's the thing it's like it is discovery is a um it's a story it's like a full-on and it's you know what another issue is that it doesn't have a beginning middle and end that's that's yeah, another right. big issue that's the star trek formula is that like you have characters that like continue to grow but usually whatever issue that they're having is resolved by the end of the episode and it doesn't doesn't actually take unless it's like a continuation but discovery is a continuation it's it's a it's a drawn out for the entire series yeah and um, that's a complete departure of star trek right correct there. so that the orville has the beginning middle and end you don't really have to watch it uh in order for it to understand although the characters might be a little different because they're developing as they go so yeah that's that's the big thing oh yeah no i'm glad you brought up the orville because i'm so excited about season three of it no, it's going to be exciting. And um, so did you see the Star Trek Picard trailer? Yes. So what do you think about that? So I had mixed feelings on it. I am excited for it because I guess it is Picard. I mean, yeah. it is all of my original crew that I want. I want 7 of 9. I want Data. I want, like, you know, everyone that was in the trailer. Um, however, it looks a little darker than usual. Then, it, uh, again, the same line as, like, enterprise and discovery is currently so i'm a little worried about it it also might be episode like not episodic kind of thing like it might be a, a storyline yeah like a long drawn out plot you mean so like i'm a little worried about it but i am excited to see all my original characters again and like the continuation on that hopefully they do actually just go to like a planet and find out what happened but it looks it looks like more of a movie than it looks like a show right now yeah, it's I, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I know I'm right. gonna give it a chance and all that. Like I, I think I was more taken aback by seven and nine than data, where I'm like, oh shit, Jerry Ryan's back, hell yeah! And it's I, I'm excited about that because she was one of my favorites in Voyager. Oh, absolutely. Um, and poor Kess only made it to like what season three or season four, something like that uh, before. Three, I think. Yeah, and um, no, but I'm I'm excited about that and. I just really hope it doesn't take the discovery route of them trying to sound smart, but they sound dumb at the same time. That's what I'm worried about that it's going to be. It's, I don't know. Like, uh, we'll, we'll have to find out, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you said next gen is your favorite. Um, who, so Picard would be, would Picard be your favorite captain? Oh, uh, Picard. Um, that's a good question. If it's my favorite captain, I actually am not sure. I think, I mean, I love Picard, so like, don't get me wrong, it would be, um, I'll probably, yeah, you know what, I'll go with him at least tentatively, like, I am not, I didn't think about this ahead of time, no one's ever asked me about this. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna go with him tentatively, because there was some things that, like, Kirk and, like, um, uh, Janeway, like those certain things, I didn't, I didn't care for certain episodes of like their decision making. But I'm pretty sure Picard never did anything that I was just like, mm, I don't like you any longer. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with him as just like a safe choice. Okay. Well, hold on. You know, there's something I want to show you. I've got a little Star Trek memorabilia. Hold on one second. Okay. All right. All right. So this is something my wife found in actually a Goodwill. And I thought this is like the most amazing piece of Star Trek um, 
like memorabilia that I've ever had because you know I have autographs from other you know actors and actresses and all that but she found this plate of all the Star Trek captains oh it's I love so it. cool that's pretty cool yeah I mean yeah it was like two bucks or something like that and or actually no five bucks I'm sorry <laughs> I have I have a whole bunch of Star Trek myself um uh, Jason Rainfeld is one of the artists for Magic the Gathering. They did, um, he did Muldrotha, the artwork for Muldrotha, if anyone knows, or yes. um, Rekindling Phoenix. Ooh, okay. I also have, um, but I worked with him um, last March to do a bunch of si- signatures, and he actually helped make a, like a painting of like all of the characters, and then Q is in the center, which is also one of my favorite characters. Yes. Um, and for their uh, a Star Trek mobile game, and I got that big printed, um, and it's on my Instagram if you have to see it. Um, but it's a giant poster, and it's so real looking. It's beautiful, and I had him sign it. So that's that one's brand new. I just included that to my house. And then what else is? I'm sure there's something around here. Oh. Yeah, that, um, that that's the one you put on your Twitter a few days ago, right? right? Yes. Okay. And then when I go out, you know, girls like wallets and, and purses and stuff so this is my star trek <laughs> pick. so that's um, cool it has all the colors and you open it up and then it just like has all the colors and stuff and it's oh, that's cute. awesome and this is so that's what i choose so yes i am a definite giant trekkie and i have lots of stuff all over my house <laughs> you know uh i gotta i, I don't want to bring it right now because it'd be a pain in the butt to get down but remind me i'm gonna try to remember to send you a um an actual uh, wall painting my wife made of just like a family sign of ours mm-hmm. and all that and okay. she, she she cut out all the letters and all that and painted it and it's just sort of like a family household sign and mm-hmm. it says like it shows the day the the year that we got married because I actually looked up the star date of the year we got married and it's like <laughs> so but it didn't it didn't sound as good as like star date 2009 so it says that I'll have to show you that. Um, yeah, send it, send it to me. It's That's it's fine. really cool. Um, what, what's also cool is um, my accountant or my my tax guy that I go to every year. Um, he's a huge Trekkie as well. Like you go in his you go in his office and it's like literally everything Trek that you can imagine. He's met he's I think he's met almost all the almost all the Trek people. Have you ever met any of the actors or actresses? So no, I haven't. Oh uh, no. I know. I have. I just, you know, the cons that I go to are definitely more like video games. Like I always go to PAX East, um, and I go to like PAX Unplugged. I'll be going to in December and things like that. I've never gone to like, you know, the Star Trek convention. Las Vegas was literally this this weekend. Um, so I've been seeing everything on Twitter. I'm so jealous of everyone that got to meet everyone. Um, but no, I haven't actually myself. Oh man, it's. I think I've met. I think I've met almost all of the TNG crew except for Will Wheaton. Wait, no, no, no. I take that back. I did meet him. I didn't meet, um, shoot, what's her name? Gates McFadden. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't met her, but I met Patrick Stewart once and he's small. Like, holy crap. He's, he's like a small little grandpa from, this was like five years ago. Funny enough, um, when, like, you know, Will Wheaton's character, like, I wasn't as much a fan, like, watching the series. I'm a fan more of Will Wheaton, like for his tabletop and for his like role on the Guild and like other the yeah. things he's done on YouTube and things. Like that's that's where I want to like. It's weird because I'm like a big Star Trek fan, but like I like him more for his other things. Yeah. Oh no, I know what you mean. Yeah, for sure. And, and I also want to just check out his really cool tattoo. He's like this really sick octopus tattoo that I. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um. So I guess kind of going a little bit back to magic. Sorry. Well, you know, I'm not sorry. It's my, my, my if people who follow this podcast for years know that I love Star Trek. I even um, what my work. I love talking about this episode. It was so I also do a lot of solo episodes of my podcast. And so I was trying to do an episode of what was I think it was right before Ixalan came out I wanted to do a preview episode just talking about some of the previews that have been out so far and I was just sort of racking my brain of all right well how am I going to do this you know I don't want to just do the same old you know oh hey you know Gishath is out let's talk about what Gishath can do and stuff like that so I did an episode of where 
I pretended to be the crew of the Star Trek TOS Enterprise. Sort of like voicing all the characters of like, oh my gosh, we explored this plane of Ixalan and oh no, it's... What? <laughs> Say that again? You want to give me your best Ohura impression? Oh, I don't even remember how I did it. <laughs> okay, continue, continue. Yeah. I, I, could do, I could do my check off, you know, oh, Captain, we, um, <laughs> we've come across this plane. Um, but um, no, so it was this episode, it was just all improvised and off the cuff and um, pretending they exp- they came across the plane of Ixalan and all the little denizens were the cards I explained to and um, my worst episode to date of like in terms of downloads and views but probably the most fun episode I ever had <laughs> as long as you enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I was original I was gonna do a um, next generation episode after that and then yeah I decided against it because I couldn't my Picard is really, really, really bad trying to do Picard. But, um, um, oh yeah, magic. Uh, yeah, getting back to that. So, yeah, like I said, my viewers, they know I'm obsessed with Star Trek. But, uh, so I guess what, what else is in store for you? I know you said you can't talk about some stuff, but, you know, I know you're trying to grow your stream now. You're trying to get partnered. Um, you know, you're coming up on one year already. Uh, it's coming up really fast. So, I mean, very fast is it really just streaming or have you thought about any has like channel fireball or star city reached out about maybe guest appearances anywhere or not yet um i still have to like i think they really only look for mostly partner people or people that's like taking it a little bit more serious um i'm only an arena streamer um i don't really play any other games i played actually surprisingly um i played arena like entirely and then there's one day where i had to like you know it does the patch notes and stuff for that day. Mm-hmm. And it was having a lot of issues. People didn't get on the entire day. That was the day that everyone got like special refunds and things. Um, so I decided to play Overwatch, another game that I enjoy just to like wait for it to, to finish. And I literally played it the whole day, but I had just as many people as I would playing Arena, which was very strange to me that people, I guess, liked me for me, not for like the actual game I was playing. Well, that's um, good. Yeah, so like I, um, but I'll probably primarily focus on arena. I just, I'm, I'm definitely an arena player. That's where my home is, and hopefully other people like I get more sponsorships. I'm also looking into teams right now, on who I'm going to be like, jo- which team I'm going to be joining. There's like, you know, Fade to Karma. There's Viper Brew. There's um, a bunch of other ones that I don't remember. <laughs> So maybe this sort of shows my age. When, when you're talking about team, you're talking about like a streaming team, or yeah. what does that mean exactly? Yeah. Uh, so people um, get on different teams, and basically there's a website that hosts, um, like shows basically all of those teammates, what they're playing, if anyone's live, and then their numbers. And basically it encourages people to go to raid people that are on their same team back and forth to grow the channel. So like, um, for instance, um, if uh, a shizzle is on uh, F2K, um, so if I were to join F2K, it's an incentive for her to raid me or me to raid her um, at the end of my stream or to host and things like that. So it's basically, it is helping one another will like, you know, uh, encourage people on like Twitter or there might be some special like um, giveaways to do that you know will be through like that team will be sponsored by something else and then that sponsorship will pay for a bunch of giveaways to be given out to anyone that's on that team stream so that's kind of like what it is okay okay i understand that okay, interesting it's just when i see people like joining teams i'm like oh what are you doing and, and like I, I i yeah i guess i just never really understood it um Another thing I want to ask, uh, magic related, uh, what have been, you know, I'll, I'll go through some basic magic questions here. Uh, what's your favorite magic color? Red. Oh, sorry. I said my favorite color is red. <laughs> magic color is actually the least liked color in all of magic. Can you guess what that is? Let me see. Um, what is the? Least I mean, the, the I know what the most logical color, but my most least liked color would probably be white. White, white is by far the least liked magic color. Oh, is it? Yes, and white is by far my favorite. So. Oh. 
I, I was thinking it was going to be blue because that's my favorite color. I'm not. I'm not. I actually, before I started Arena, I never played blue. I hated anything control. I wasn't like a person that had the mind frame of like, keep your cards back, be more reactive instead of proactive. I was yeah. like, definitely like rule punch you in the face type thing. Um, or my favorite white, you fly, you know, flyers in life. That's all I want to do. Like have have a bunch of that stuff. So, <laughs> well, I so, guess I'm, I guess I maybe should have seen that because when you listed off all your commanders, I think all of them shared white. All of literally yeah. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and and that when was I lo- not intentional. It was just happened to be. I was like, I just like that color. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's your favorite guild? My favorite guild is Orzov. Orzov. Um, yeah, I I I just love things Orzov. Again, life play is one of my favorite things. Is you know. You know, pay some life to, to do some damage or, or just a, a drain, um, which is why I love my Obsidat deck. Yeah. Resolve and um, Edgar Markov, it just happens to be um, Margie, I think. And you would get along well with them. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, John Dunning of They Said We Said, uh, Orzov Dunn. Um, his screen name's literally Orzov Dunn, and that's his favorite guild too. And I like giving him crap, like, "Oh, it's the worst guild ever because it doesn't have blue." And <laughs> I just give him a lot of crap for it. And I don't know. Uh, I also like Celestia. Celestia's my like, probably second. Oh yeah, that that's I like that guild too. Um, what's your favorite uh, wedge slash shard in Magic? Mm, that one's a that one's a harder one. Um, I do enjoy Bant. And it's always going to be my favorite. Um, I like Naya things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's basically anything but Esper. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't, I like I have played Esper and stuff, and I've gotten better at it. Like I'll do it in drafts and things, but I'm just not that kind of player, I guess. So you definitely don't like the Aloro players at the table at ADH. In fact, like. <laughs> My fiance was like, "You should just, you know, update uh, Obsidat Ghost Council to Aloro because it's just going to be better. It's just like straight up better commander." And I was like, "I will not do that. I will not add blue." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's but I definitely like Bant. I'm actually pretty excited about the um the new Bant commander. Um, yeah. Was it Chulane? I think I do not remember their names <laughs> at this yeah. point. I didn't didn't memorize their names. I know. Um, like all of them do. I'm excited for flashback. I'm excited for morph. Um, I don't know. I, I, oh, oh, oh! You're talking about Commander 2019. No, I mean, um, oh. there's the new Commander, um, Chulain oh, and Throne of Eldraine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That one was interesting. It's, it's. I like it because it's not a commander that like in, instantly like wins games like a powerhouse, but it yeah. does enough to make like it extremely useful and that's the kind of command a lot of value yeah that yes exactly a lot of value like it's it's not going to be like an s tier commander but it does enough that like for my casual group of friends i'm not going like super hand win yeah type thing it's it's a good commander and that's what i really like them so are you excited about brawl for arena um i am very mixed opinions on brawl really what's so I'm interested in it. However, I'm very skeptical on it because, again, as we talked about, um, that player interaction part, you know, EDH, it's a multiplayer format. Yeah. It's a politicking thing. And Arena can't have that. There's, there can't be, at least currently in how it's set up, there cannot be multiplayer. It just doesn't exist. There's no chatting. There's no, like, talking or anything like that. So, like, playing Brawl... Like we on my stream, we do Fomander nights for uh, Fomander tournaments, and Fomander is basically fake commander. It's a hundred cards or a hundred and three cards technically, uh, four being the commander as in the in the deck, so it could be the command zone. And um, and then you just play. It's a singleton, basically. You throw it in. Each person has a hundred and three cards, and you and you play. And it's basically the same. Brawl is. Basically, that it's just it's just singleton, but with like a little bit. Like I just I don't know. I think that if you want that idea for brawl, that 
you know, if you want to support the, that type of format, like closer to EDH, Arena just isn't the spot for it. I can see what you mean there. Like, I'm excited to play it because then it's an official one, and everyone that I just go into can instantly have that singleton thing. And basically, it's a, it is having singleton permanently instead of it rotating around like every once a month or two. Yeah. Uh, so that I'm excited for. I'm just kind of sad that it won't be able to still have that multiplayer format that I enjoy. Well, ha- have you played Magic Online at all? Uh, very briefly. I, I wasn't a big Magic Online person. I think I had like, I can't remember, in like 2014 or 2015, I like played it a little bit, but I just I didn't like it. I didn't like how you had to like tap manually and like figure, I just like didn't like the whole look of it and things. And that's definitely what drew me away to like, I've thought about streaming magic before. Like I've thought about it and I've, yeah. I've wanted to, but like, I just never liked playing that way. And it, just, it, it didn't seem interesting. Like even when magic streams, like their official in-house paper tournaments, I'm like, oh, this is awful to watch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, Wizards of the Coast, you watch this. It's awful. Uh, it's like, especially for someone who's like not, who doesn't know every single card imaginable, just, you know, on each side. And like when they, they just skip so many of like the interactions. So I don't know what just happened. Yeah. So it, it's, 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 it's out. You can't see it. It's just awful. Um, that's why Arena is amazing. I think it's great to watch for new players. I think it's great. As yeah. to watch it as stream. Um, I, online, I agree with that a lot. Yeah, I can't. I can't watch a stream of it. I just can't. No, and I, I 100% understand that. Even as a, an entrenched Magic player like myself, who follows you know a lot of the formats, if I when I'm watching paper tournaments as well, if I don't, if I look away for two seconds or something, and they do something like, what just happened? I don't know what happened. Um, I do feel like they've gotten a lot better with a lot of the Twitch extensions that are out there now, now that you can like pull up people's deck lists so you can yep. see, oh, okay, this is what this card does. Okay, I understand now. You know, that that's gotten way better, but yeah, like like even last year, right? When they didn't have that. Oh, terrible. It, it is bad to watch cuz I, I can't stream without Deckmaster on. It is a needed requirement to stream. Oh yeah. So can see what I'm playing and like read it on their own time. Oh yeah, no, I 100% agree with that because, like you said, it, it really is good for new people. I do have, like I said, and I do have problems like trying to watch arena um, tournaments per se. It's not always the most fun for me because I do sort of enjoy the paper aspect a little bit more, but it's it's not the easiest game to follow at all ever. It's um the the good thing about arena is it looks very similar to Hearthstone to where it is easier. to to watch and understand. You can you can figure out what's going on. Um, it's it's definitely a, a new way for people to understand and learn about magic. I have people who are part of my chat who literally don't even play arena, but they understand what's going on because of like the deck master I'm using and because I'm explaining the cards and things like that. Like they're literally just hanging out. They, they have no idea the game, but like it's at least un, they can understand it. It's not like if it's paper magic where people are just doing things. You can't even read what cards they play half the time or like yeah. what's in their graveyard. No idea. Well, do you, um, speaking on that, um, do you feel like magic has gotten easier over the years? I would say it's different. I don't think it's any easier. Um, I think it's gotten better for new players to begin, though. I think there's still a high learning curve for those that want to get into, like, more of a ranked thing or to be able to understand, like, some of the cards. It is a little easier, and I will completely admit, it was, it is a little easier to understand the stack more. That's something that a lot of players don't understand when they first start out with paper. They just don't understand the stack. They oh, yeah. don't know what it is. They don't know like anything about it. Um, and they miss triggers. They miss um, like an understanding, oh, but I blocked here, but he has toughness. And like it's just it, they don't understand that. But when Arena does it all for you, where you can see things. In fact, I've learned different interactions and card rules that I 
wouldn't have expected by having Arena do it for me. Like I would say, oh, if I read this card, it works this way. And then I play an Arena and it works a different way because that's the technical rules. And then I understand and I learn from it. So it is, and I don't think if I was playing it in paper, like I would have been like, oh, it works kind of like that way. And then my opponent probably wouldn't have said anything anyway, obviously. Um, or I would have to ask a judge. Like, I don't have to ask a judge in arena. That's the big thing. And, like, sometimes the judge doesn't make the correct call. That, I mean, yeah, that's true. That happens. They don't yeah. see their interaction. But in arena, it just takes that entire thing out. So it's easier for players to understand and to adapt and learn from their mistakes. They okay. know it's true. That 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 is the, in fact, rule. No, I, I like the way you put it there because, yeah, it is... I mean, I, I think they came out saying, you know, Magic is one of the most hardest games to learn and adapt. And um, and yeah, I have a, a friend who has started playing Magic through Arena. And, you know, it's it's definitely a tough transition from him from paper to, no, from Arena to paper. Because like you said, he's so used to having the triggers all done for him. And it's he's having to remember that. And it does help him become better as well, too. Like you're saying, it's, and I feel like there is a lot of newer products out there help to teach new players as well too. I mean, Arena is one of the best products out there to teach new players, and now you have, you know, more Planeswalker decks. Um, there's probably a myriad of other stuff that's out there too that I can't think of, but you know, it's it. it they are getting better, and it's you know, there's still a small part of me that kind of wishes that magic was just as complex as it was you know maybe 10 15 years ago but then we probably wouldn't be having the growth we are right now um and probably put a lot of people away from the game as well too because there was a lot there i mean as you know over the years there's been a lot of broken stuff in magic and you know thank thank god magic arena wasn't around during the time of like God, like even Battle for Zendikar standard and all that, and you know, Shadows over in and it was nothing but Bant Company everywhere. Oh God, or Collected Company wasn't in the game. Thank God. <laughs> oh my God. There's a, there's a lot of things, but I think I think because of you know, we are getting more of a digital age, and I think that having Magic transition to that also carries along a lot of the younger players too that can get into it. Um, a lot easier than they would if, you know, especially younger kids, they can't afford all of, like, you know, the packs like they could. You know, when I was younger, I would just, like, um, like, thankfully, I was already basically in college, so I could just, like, do whatever, whatever. Yeah. But I had a lot of friends who were just, like, only buy a pack a week or things after using their allowance or whatever. Um, they can't afford to, like, build the cards they want to play with. But in Arena, it allows them basically for free to to play and use whatever that they want to. So it's definitely easier for kids and for younger people that just can't afford it to get into the game. Oh yeah, for sure. And then Magic Arena is a nice gateway into paper as well too, Correct. which I really like. Um, so I guess to start wrapping things up here, um, I want to first thank you for coming on, taking time out of your night to, you know, come and chat with me about magic and especially Star Trek. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I know you're very busy and I appreciate it. Um, so where can people find you and reach you at should they want to seek you out? Well, um, again, for those, I don't know if we said this, but Lady Lavinia, uh, my stream, uh, I'm there Monday through Wednesday, uh, 12 to 4 Eastern Standardized Time. And then I do a fight night every Thursday. Um, you can find me also on Twitter for Lady Lavinia. Um and Instagram as well, but those are the main ones at least for now. Okay, is your Instagram L Lady Lavinius as yeah, well? Yeah, literally it all is. Just okay. easier. <laughs> and that makes it much easier. All right, well, awesome. Well, like I said, I just want to thank you again for coming on, and um, hope you have a great night. And thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. It was much much more easier than I thought to <laughs> just talk about magic and Star Trek things I love already. Yeah, that's about it. Well, thank you again. All right. Bye. 
everybody, and thanks for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. I had a great time chatting with Lady Lavinius. Uh, she was really cool and happy to be on and um, just really an all-around awesome person. So, like I said, uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, Magic Kazubi can be found on the following on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. You can find me on Facebook.com slash Magic on in- Twitter at Magic on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby. You can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com. And if you want to help support the show, you can help support the show at patreon.com slash Magic And that about does it. Once again, thank you all for listening and watching and have a great night.